0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Potluck Food Talks. Today, we're going to talk about condiments. Condiments. So what what are condiments? Because a lot of people confuse stuff like spices and what are spices. Some people put like dry herbs into that category. My definition are like these pre-made sauces that most of the time flavor to things, but I, I would say mayonnaise is also a condiment that's adds like not necessarily flavor but just like this sliminess and texture to whatever you're eating
1: yeah I think I I think I agree a condiment has to be something that's prepared you know like I wouldn't add spices in that you know a mayonnaise is an emulsion made a chili oil is something that you make right all of these things you know for me those are condiments
0: Worcestershire sauce these kind of things yeah yeah. And also, I think if you use, I don't know, let's say the brine use of your pickles or something like that, that's also a condiment. If you add that to us yeah. or anything.
1: Yeah. For me, you know, condiments are kind of like your toolbox. I love working like even like whether it's at home or in a professional kitchen, I like having a toolbox of like, you know, just now you said pickle brine, you know, amazing. You know, it's kind of like if you make a sauce or like a salad dressing and you want it a little bit more like complexity and acidity, you know? Hey, what do you have? You can use vinegar or lemon juice or whatever, but you have something that you've made, a pickle brine with like herbs in it and it's, you know, like whatever spices and that and a briny, you know, maybe it's even like fermented a little bit and you add that already, you've got a lot more complexity. That for me, you know, those are condiments. I really love working like that.
0: Yeah, I once made a a cucumber salad, super simple. It was fresh cucumber, like a really nice one. And I did the dressing with pickled cucumbers. So you had like this brain thing that you don't understand what you're eating because it tasted fresh and pickled at the same time. And that was quite nice. Yeah. Right. So, but the the most famous condiments, at least in the Western world, I would say Europe and America, is this combination of how do you call it? Burger sauce? <laughs> or
1: I the, would call it burger sauce. <laughs> it's
0: basically mayo, ketchup, and mustard. But it's crazy because these ingredients have completely different origins. Yeah. Ketchup, as far as I understand, is from Malaysia, but I've also read it, it comes from China. It probably comes from China first and then Malaysia. It used to be like with other fruits, not only tomato. A ketchup is basically a blended chutney. So you do a chutney of whatever you make it like a smooth texture and that's a ketchup. Yeah. So you you do that with tomatoes and you have a, a ketchup tomato which is for some reason the one that got popularized.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean for me like I know like uh, like it makes sense that it comes from Asia. I know that like the original ketchup there's like an original or a more original version from the UK, right, which was traditionally made with mushrooms. Okay. Mushrooms and the sauce and stuff like that. It was also like a cooked down chutney with spices that then gets blended, you know, but it makes sense if they, as the British do, they take the things from Asia and make it their own, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Have you have you made your own ketchup?
1: Yeah, I've made loads of different types, you know, like I used to make just like a normal ketchup, especially like a chili ketchup. I really like. I've also made mushroom ketchup also very recently and super, super tasty. Also with the same kind of fruity tartness, you know, the little bit of acidity, but the sweetness with it, you know, and it works really well. Cooking it down with onions and then spices, you know, like whole spice, a little bit of star anise, maybe even a little bit of cinnamon. Worcestershire sauce, you know, caramelizing a little bit. And then also with fruit, you know, like you said, it works really well, really, really well.
0: I remember always following like a recipe from Albert Roux. He had this book called Sauces. And I would use uh, his recipe for ketchup. Well, he's a British chef, which makes sense. I remember no matter what ketchup he would do, it w- would always have a tomato and an apple base at some point. Oh, yeah. And then also the different spices, so that, that there is a lot of different spices and chutney. That's on one side, ketchup, that you would put on a burger. You have mayonnaise. The story that I understand about mayonnaise is that first there was alioli and then mayonnaise. So like alioli is a much older sauce. And at some point, someone had to figure out how to take the garlic out of it. And the story that I know, it might not be true because these recipes, they don't have like a linear origin, but there are like many things that happen that that put like a salsa in every table in the world. So there is this crazy thing about mayonnaise in Spain that I haven't seen in any other countries that most... Families, they make mayonnaise at home here. It's quite common to see people making a mayonnaise and preferring that instead of the one's yard. You see that a lot. That on one side. And on the other side, a lot of people here in Spain don't call it mayonnaise, they call it maonesa. And so this has its reason. Maon is a port in Menorca, in the Balearic Islands. At some point, the French took the port I don't know exactly how the story went, the, what they found first, if they were all already doing a mayonnaise and maon or if they found like a, a garlic, the aioli one, and they took it to France and figured out how to take the garlic out, replacing, because the original, original alioli is only garlic and oil. And there would be a way to emulsify this into a kind of like a mayonnaise. But they probably replaced the garlic with eggs and called it mayonnaise like mispronouncing the the maonesa so the funny thing is that this term was imported back to spain from the french to put the mayonesa word in spanish it's kind of like a linguistic crazy trip for for that word yeah it's funny yeah then many places used today they use lactones replacing egg with milk and there is actually a, a guy who invented that there is a chef that has a name I think his Twitter account is Lactonesa or something like that. And this was in the early nineties. Uh, you know, it's brilliant. He just thought like, okay, let's emulsify milk with oil, which is like, you know, like how come you up with something like that. And it's more stable, hygienic wise, let's say.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And then we have mustard. Yeah. I've never done mustard. I know that mustard was, um came also from Roman times and they popularized it all over Europe. And at some point in the 18th century, it became like a really fancy thing to have this beautiful mustard jars on the table. And it was something that mostly in Germanic countries and France and that you would see a lot. Yeah. Have you ever done mustard or or something similar?
1: Oh, you know, I tried to make it once out of mustard seeds. And I have to remember how exactly I made it, but I had to sort of like ferment them a little bit and then, you know, blitz them also with like cider vinegar and stuff like that. And what came out of it was something that you could definitely call a mustard, but it's not that easy to make it, you know? It's sort of like, well, I I didn't quite hit the spot. It was all right. It was tasty enough, but yeah.
0: Far away from a proper old mustard with grains.
1: Exactly. Or like if you think of like, you know, here in Europe, Especially in Germany and in Belgium and stuff like that. We have these old mustard mills that make like old style mustard. You know, now the area in Germany where I'm in, Spreewald, you know, which is a very forested area, they have traditional mustard there and it's, it's, it's super nice. It's really, really high quality. I don't know exactly how they make it, but the variety between mustards in Europe is crazy, especially here in Germany. I remember when I was in the UK. I was doing like an event, and I remember the the woman who was hosting the event. She was a little bit older, British woman, and she kind of said to me, she was like, because she knew I was German. She was talking about mustard for some reason. She was like, "Mm, "Our good English mustard, not like proper spicy, not like your German mustard."
0: Oh man, that's awful! That that yellow, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that yellow devil sauce. It's horrible.
1: (laughs) And I was like, if you walk into any supermarket in Germany right? You find 10 different varieties of mustards, from very spicy to sweet to less spicy to mild.
0: Also with flavors, with whatever, uh, estragon or whatever, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, tarragon mustard, you know, super nice, or like a blueberry mustard, which is very traditional also. It's kind of purple, it's kind of sweet, goes really well with cheese, to the super, super spicy kind of horseradishy ones. Yeah, we have a huge variety of mustard here that people don't really know about that much, you know. The sweet mustard that you eat with the, traditionally the the Weisswurst, the white sausages in Bavaria.
0: Ah, yeah, that's so good. That's one of my favorites.
1: So tasty, yeah.
0: Also, like, the most condiments I use is going to an Asian supermarket and, you know, there, there are so many nice things, like all these Korean barbecues or these kimchi-based sauces uh, or these fermented soybeans, you know, like, so many things. For me, it's so like uh, an amusement park somehow.
1: Exactly. It's, it's exactly like an amusement park. It's so cool when it's not your culture to discover these things. Also, because you don't really know how traditionally they're used, right? So like I've often had situations where I pick something up in an Asian supermarket, not knowing exactly what the normal use for it is. And then I try it and I'm kind of like, well, what would I do with this? You know? Yeah, exactly. But often I also had situations where I try something raw and I'm like, oh, this tastes awful, you know? And I'm like, I have no idea, like, what to do with it. And then at some point you see a traditional recipe and you're like, ah, that's how they use it. And then they fry it off or they do something with it or it's like, bah. and then it makes sense, you know? But it's really, really fun to kind of discover that.
0: You remember this chart walk? I would do this Swiss chart walk I would do in, in Berlin.
1: Yeah, your Szechuan chart.
0: Yeah, that was so nice, man. And the key for that dish is the fermented soybeans that I used and that's from a, a brand called Healthy Boy. <laughs> oh and yeah the logo, the Healthy Boy the yeah, yellow one. Yeah the logo like a yeah. like a baby, you know like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was so easy. I remember I got the recipe from Fuxia Donlop which is a super cool writer on, on Chinese food.
1: Oh yeah. She's amazing.
0: Yeah and it was basically you start with a wok with your basics like you know garlic, ginger and chili. Then you have like a pre-blanched chard you throw it in the wok then you throw coriander and stauden celery celery stalks yeah like really finely chopped then a few tablespoons of the soybean space and that's it that's it yeah man such a nice dish
1: super super nice
0: and it takes just like if you have everything ready five minutes hey yeah i think
1: honestly i think asian cooking Is all about, I'm not all about, but like a huge part of it is condiments, much more so than in European cooking.
0: If we start from
1: the point that soy sauce is a condiment, of course. Exactly. Exactly. Soy sauce is a condiment. You know, miso is a condiment. You know, mirin and sake and uh, Shaoxing wine, they're they're all condiments. Exactly. There's something prepared that you then use to enhance, you know, all the, you know, the chili oils, the the fermented paste, uh, gojujan all that sort of stuff, you know, kimchi sauce, you know, kimchi marinade or kimchi itself. Yeah, exactly. Then again, kimchi is a dish, but, you know, we don't want to take that away.
0: Yeah, but uh, you can blend it and use it as a condiment, which is what I do. And I I love to use the kimchi juice uh, to tr- also throw it into something you wouldn't add normally, like a puttanesca with some kimchi juice. Man, that's fucking brilliant.
1: Oh, the Italians are crying right now. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> some somewhere in Tuscany, yeah, an uh, Italian grandma just had a heart attack. A, Sicilian,
0: like, oh. a Sicilian sailor <laughs> just died. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Do you know what my favorite Asian condiment is, though?
0: Um, how do you call it? Tasty paste.
1: <laughs> it's no, it's called laoganma, man. Laoganma. Oh,
0: ah, yeah, yeah,
1: it's so good. I think we talked about it before. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. They have the chicken-flavored chili oil, but they also they have this one with crispy tofu and like, I think, fermented kohlrabi inside. And that gives you like a little bit of crunchiness. Man, it's so tasty.
0: That sounds really nice. Yeah.
1: Hey, you know, talking about Asian cuisines and condiments, I think one of the most interesting one, I mean, for me anyway, is Thai cuisine.
0: Oh, yeah, of course.
1: They are so big on condiments. I was so surprised and such unusual condiments also, you know, there's this chili jam. Have you ever tried Thai chili jam? It's like, um, well, it it is what it is. You kind of cook it down. I, I saw this recipe from David Thompson and it's like sweet, spicy, salty chili jam that you cut with a little bit of coconut milk, palm sugar, and you like cook it down until it's like this thick paste. And then you use that, you make that, and then you use that, for example, for like stir fries, clams, noodles. Holy basil and a spoonful of chili jam. Tossed, bap, 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 done. Dish. I love that sort of cooking.
0: What comes to my mind is that this from David Chang. He would do like this Chinese ham with uh, coffee mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't tried that, but it sounds like really interesting.
1: Uh, yeah, that's super nice. One other like condiment from Thai cooking, which I thought was super crazy, is this kind of cooked down jam but it's made with ground pork so you basically you caramelize ground pork with like sugar and then you cut it with fish sauce etc and, and chili and blah and you cook it down until it's this really intense paste and you eat that traditionally it's eaten that it's called what's it called nam prig ong, i think it's called nam prig ong. you have it in a little bowl and then next to it you have like fresh vegetables and herbs and stuff like that and salad leaves and you take this like these fresh condiments and you dip that into this pork jam and eat it. Oh, man. And for me, that's super cool, you know? like That
0: sounds so nice. For us, it's counterintuitive
1: to, like, take a meat and cook it into, like, a condiment to then be eaten with vegetables. It's, like, the other way around, you know?
0: For instance, here in Barantonio, they add, you know, mojama, which is this yeah. tuna ham, so to say, like a, yeah. a tuna charcuterie. They do, like... It's kind of like a mojama powder on top of the ensaladilla rusa, which I think is just brilliant. Oh, they do that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Their ensaladilla is amazing. Huh? I never even realized it had mojama on it.
0: Yeah. I also had to try it a few times, and then I was like, yeah, this is like dried tuna. What is on top, like this powder that they sprinkle on top.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: And then the other one, I had also a different bar here called Aitana. Right now it's artichoke season. And I recently had this charcoal grilled artichokes and they added a mayo made of cow fat, of chuleta fat. Man, so nice.
1: Oh yeah, that's really, really good.
0: Also that playing with different fats to make your, your mayonnaise, is really, really nice.
1: Absolutely. That's it for this week's episode of Potluck Food Talks. If you like what we're doing, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok as Potluck Food Talks. The show airs every Monday.